When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Good morning, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the show. It's episode 336. It's October 4th, 2022. We're just marching right into the wrestling season. I'm joined once again by Kyle Klingman from Cedar City, Iowa. Kyle, how's everything up in your neck of the woods? It's great. You were here last week, and the community hasn't recovered. (laughs) They were so excited to have you here that they put a, a lock of your hair in our museum. Yeah, well, um, I have plenty left, so glad to hear that, uh, and I'll, I'll come visit it next time I'm in town, but until then, let's bring on our guest. I'm excited about this. He was a Big Ten champion last year, NCAA All-American. It's Austin Gomez from Wisconsin now. Um, let's bring him on. Austin, how you doing? Doing good. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, man. Thanks for thanks for joining us, um, and if I remember correctly, I I think the last time you were on the show, you like... I don't know if you'd announced it before, or if you kind of announced it here, but you're like, you're retired, right? And that yeah, was. Yeah, I think, it, it, yeah, it was like a couple of days after I announced that yeah. I was done with the sport. So, um, take me through, I guess, you know, you know, it was concussions, right? You, you had knocked your head. Yeah. And so, so you think you're done, and I think you were going to move on to coaching. Kind of catch us up to that from that point till. Hey, I'm good, and and maybe I will compete. Where, you know, at some point, did you get on the back on the mat? Whether it's coaching or or well, at some point you did, and at some point you thought, I'm, "Hey, I feel good. Let's let's get back to it." So just kind of walk me through that progression of from thinking the the physical aspect of it, you know, finding out your head's right, and then we can talk about like the emotional or psychological part of it. Yeah. So um, when I first announced my decision to be done, it was. It was hard on me, but I knew that it was kind of the, I was looking out for my best interest and my health and stuff like that. And, you know, I didn't do anything from when I retired in, was it probably mid October, early November, all the way until probably March. I didn't do anything. You know, I went in the room over when I was still at Iowa State and, you know, helped, helped those guys out as much as I could and be a good influence on them. And, you know, I, I, wasn't working out, wasn't running, wasn't doing anything, just kind of just because I was already done. I was like, I just want to finish school because I was graduating and, you know, we're just going to move on and, you know, get in the coaching. And then, um, you know, right after NCAAs, um, you know, I just had this feeling that, you know, I first talked, I first had a conversation with my dad. I was like, dad, I think I want to come back. And funny, my mom was like, I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> Everyone around me was like, we saw this coming from a mile away. And I even had a talk with uh, Metcalf when I announced that I was coming back. He uh, called me and he's like, I knew this was going to happen. I was like, you, he's like, you love this sport way too much. And, you know, you're too good at it to not to give up that easily. And but first I had to make sure that I was healthy enough to come back. Um 
So I called the concussion doctors, talked to the doctors at Iowa State, and they ultimately decided, yeah, you come, you can come back. Um, the concussion doctor out in Pittsburgh, um, he's like, yeah, just you just got to be smart. You know, you're gonna have to train differently. You know, you can't be banging every day like you, you're used to. And you know, the doctors at Iowa State um, basically said, yeah, well, you can come back. It's just we're just not gonna let you come back here. So right there, I knew that I was gonna transfer, but I think I already knew that. You know, I needed a new scenery, um, different set of hands on me, you know, just different styles of coaching. So um, when I announced I was coming back, um, my little sister, Alexis, who's over at Grandview, which from door to door, um, Grandview, where her house that she was living in and where I was living in Ames, we were 30 minutes apart, door to door. So once I started getting back in better shape and uh, was running again, started lifting again, you know, I didn't have any like headaches or anything like that. Everything was fine. Um, I would go up, uh, go over to Des Moines over in Grandview and wrestle with my sister probably two, three days a week um, just on our own. Um, and then, you know, once I started getting back in better shape, wrestling with her, you know, I started going to the Grandview practices they're having outside of the season, kind of like their off season workouts. Mm-hmm. You know, I started feeling really good. It's like, I almost like didn't forget how to wrestle because I didn't wrestle for, almost six months um wasn't doing anything like that and you know i've been doing it for so long i was like wow i i think i still got it so um you know yeah that was the whole decision process and then you know i entered the portal and probably early april i think so Uh and uh the rest is history sure funny that everybody your parents metcalf everybody i saw this coming from a mile away um yeah did you not – sometimes you're so close that – you know, and especially to you, like when you were tired, you, you legitimately thought you were done. Is that right? Yeah, I thought I was done. I, hate, I just was so over the sport of wrestling. Um, was I it think a- it was me trying to cut down, you know, for to 133. It's not that anybody made me try to make 133. Um, you know, I wanted to do it because I knew it was best for our lineup but it probably wasn't the best for me, but um, I'm just so hard headed like that where I think about the team's interest and before myself, cause I want the team to do well. Cause I'd rather the team win a national title before I win a national title. You know, that's just my way of thinking about things. So, and I knew me at 133 was going to be the best option for me, but um, you know, I was taxing on my body and that's when all the concussions started happening. And, you know, I was, I just wasn't happy anymore with just the cut and weight and, you know, working out three times a day, almost every single day, just to try to get my weight down. Sure. And I think a lot of people have experienced um, weight cutting as like the demise of, of, of their love for the sport, right? It's great. Wrestling's awesome. But when you add on, not just making weight, but like cutting too much, right? Working out three times yeah. a day. It's like this, this gray cloud just follows you from practice to class, to home, to driving by pizza hut and like, Oh okay. yeah. Right. It's like everything is just like, um, compounds. So it sounds like that was the biggest thing. And, and it's like, yeah, fine. I'll just be done. I don't care. Was it a, was it like after, I mean, I'm, maybe I'm asking the same question, but was there like did, did the itch to come back creep and creep and creep? Or was it just like one day, like I want to come back? No, I think it was, uh, is it two years ago I went to the Big 12 tournament when I was retired um, and I was watching 
some of these guys, just guys over at Iowa State do well. And, uh, you know, just everyone around the country, I was like, I'm seeing these guys win national titles and make the podium. I'm like, man, that should be me. Um, I know I can do it. And I think that's when it first hit. And then I watched NCAAs. Um, I didn't really watch too closely. I was actually in uh, Las Vegas for my birthday, watching the national tournament, just getting away from it. I didn't sure. want to be anywhere near it. Um, and then, you know, I, I'm seeing guys win national titles that I've, I've beaten um, and guys on the podium that I've beaten. And it was just like, man, you know, I started getting this itch, but I didn't tell anybody that I was having this itch. I was keeping it to myself and I was kind of just training on my own and just trying to do, get back into shape. And then when I started, when I felt good enough and had enough courage to finally call my dad and tell him that's when I finally made a decision. It's funny. You said I went to Vegas for my birthday. I didn't want to be anywhere near nationals yet. You're probably glued to it on TV, right? Which tells me your love. Right. I actually wasn't. Um, okay. You know, my dad would, my dad would tell me updates and I just be like, yeah, 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 whatever. I, re- I really don't care. Uh huh. I was just, it was just one of those things, you know, I'd, I'd watch like the guys at Iowa state just to see how they were doing, but I wasn't watching. I was just checking Twitter for updates and stuff like that, but that's about it. Okay. Um, what was that conversation like with your dad? He, he, um, you know, he just wanted to make sure I was healthy. Um, you know, he wanted to make sure that I was okay to go. And so the first thing we did, he's like, you got to call the doctor right away. So that just shows how much he cares about my health because that has to come first before anything else. Of course. Yeah. Um, interesting. Okay. And then, and then what's the, well, also is, you know, when you, when you retire or yeah, when you retire, it's like, there's just a sense of less pressure, you know, like relief maybe to, to a degree and you can be a little bit more free, your, your feelings free. But then do you, do you feel like the break was almost a good thing? And it wasn't intentional, of course, but like, did it reignite your passion? Yeah, I think the um, break was great. You know, I remember when Jake Herbert had that long layoff mm-hmm. and then he came back and was smashing everybody. Yeah. So um, I think the break was good. You know, it gave my body a rest time to recover and, you know, I'm not, banging on my body every single day with the runs, the workouts, the lifting. Um, You know, I think it was just a a refresh. So I think I just needed that reset button and, you know, I hit it and, you know, I I came back better than ever. Sure. Well, you know, enter the portal. What's that experience like? Um, Did you know kind of at the time you maybe wanted to go to Wisconsin or was it like, man, everybody, whoever wants to talk to me, let's do it. And let's have these conversations and figure it out. Yeah, it was kind of just like whoever wanted me. Um, you know, I've always uh, wanted to wrestle in the Big Ten. So um, when I actually entered the portal, uh, John Reeder hit me up probably like 10 minutes later. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I was looking at all my options. And, um, you know, Oklahoma State had called me, Wyoming, um, Oklahoma. Um, I'm probably forgetting a few, but. You know, I, I wanted to weigh out every single option just because, you know, they have to clear me. Their doctors have to clear me. And, you know, we have to, I'm going to have to find a school that's going to let me wrestle. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Wisconsin had everything I had. Um, you know, I, I can't thank uh, Gross, Reader, and Bono enough for giving me this opportunity to come here. You know, I'm, I'm an hour and 45 minutes away from home. So I, I'm, 
I'm almost home all the time, almost every weekend, you know, seeing my family and stuff like that, getting home cooked meals. So that's kind of refreshing being here. And, um, you know, I, I couldn't be more thankful to be part of this university. Sure. And I, I know your, your family's, you know, your, your family's big and very important to you. Um, and home cooked meals are great. And, and 133 is not for you, right? So when you were having these discussions with, with Reader and I'm sure eventually Bono and, and probably Grosser, or maybe even the other schools, was there talk about weight class? Was there like, hey, I don't want to go 133? And, and did you have those discussions? And there was there discussions about 41 or 49? Or did those not happen until you said, hey, yeah, I, I want to go to Wisconsin and then and got in the door and then you started talking about weight classes? Yeah, so um, when I first entered the portal, I put down 141. You know, that's the weight I want to go. Um, and when I got here, I was probably walking around in the summer, probably 65, 170. You know, it, was, it wasn't good weight. It was kind sure. of just like, you know, I haven't worked out in really six months right. and, you know, I wasn't really training that hard. I was probably only wrestling two days a week and running almost like every other day. You know, I wasn't really doing that much. Um, but when I got here, finally stepped on campus, you know, was probably like in between 160 and 165. And, you know, I, I was still thinking I was going to go 141. And then Bono came up to me one day and reader, they're like, Hey, why don't you just go 149? Um, and I was like, I didn't really think about it. I was like, man, I might be too small. They're like, no, you're not small. Um, you, you're, they're like, you're strong as hell. Um, you're explosive. So let's keep that. Let's keep that strength and that explosiveness and that power. And let's wrestle 149. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll let you know tomorrow. Let me talk to my dad. And my dad was like, dude, do whatever you want. This is your wrestling career. This is your journey. You know, I'm going to support you hundred percent. Um, and I was like, all right. So I, I made a decision. I'm like, yeah, so let's not cut any weight at all, really, and go 149. So made that decision right then and there. And, you know, I, it was the best decision I made. Yeah. That's got to be a good feeling when you make that decision because, as we said before, cutting weight sucks, right? It just it can, it'll suck, yeah. the, suck, suck the fun out of the sport. Um, so it's probably like a relief, like, oh, wow, this is great. Um, was any part of you concerned – the, the concerns you had before, right? Coaches can say you're strong and explosive and you'll be fine. But until you get out on the mat and experience it for yourself, was there any doubt like, am, you know, two weights? Am I, am I going to be okay? Was there, was there any doubt in your mind? Um, and did you have to get out there and, and feel yourself at the weight to know that you, yeah, I'm fine here? Yeah, um, I think there, there was a little bit of doubt, um, you know, because I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do, um, how big right. are these guys going to be, how strong they're going to be. And, you know, that first duel, um, you know, I was nervous because, you know, I, this guy's probably cutting a lot more weight than I am. And um, but when I first got out there and put my hands on a 49-pounder, I was like, oh, this isn't bad at all. Um, I was like, because um, these guys at 49, they're a little bit slower. And I, I'm, I can move well. I'm, I rely on my uh, speed a lot. So, um, you know, I, when I put my hands on him, I was like, all right, this isn't going to be too bad. Yeah. Uh, as the, per, as the season progressed, did you grow in confidence of, of, you know, where you could stack up among the 49 pounders? Oh yeah, definitely did. You know, um, at first, um, even before I committed to Wisconsin, you know, I would, I was eligible to come, come here for the RTC workouts cause I was within that whatever mile radius it is. Yeah. Um, you know, I'd come up here two, three times a week and work out. And even before I was committed here, John Reeder would say, Austin Gomez, national champ. 
And, you know, I think he believed it more than I did because um, I was just out here to wrestle and have fun again. But, you know, as the season went on, you know, I think I had that uh, big win over Sherman right away, um, and I kind of smashed him. And I was like, that kind of made my confidence grew more because he's returning All-American. So, you know, what better way to start off your season than beating a returning All-American? And then, um, you know, I – beat Artelona. I lost a close one at Dean Heil, who is probably, I think he was ranked like eighth or ninth at the time. I was like, man, I'm there. I'm right there. I lost him in overtime. And then, you know, what really grew my confidence is that next week after I just lost to Heil, I beat Yaya Thomas, who was ranked fourth in the country at the time. Sure. And I was like, all right, I can, I can really do this thing. That's, um, so I head was high. Confidence was high. I was like, I'm going to win a national plans to go win a national title this year and i'm not going to be happy unless i don't what uh talk to me about wrestling in the big 10 especially second semester it's big 10 duels friday sunday you know rank guys you got all these the you, you know i don't have to tell you how good the conference is um week in and week out you know was that did you enjoy it was it was it overwhelming was it an awesome test how you know yeah what, what's it like wrestling on that that grind of a schedule I loved it. You know, I grew up wanting to wrestle in the Big Ten. Um, you you come to schools like Wisconsin in the Big Ten to wrestle tough schedules. You don't come here and back out of wrestling matches or don't uh, you don't miss duels. You come here and wrestle every single match because that's what you signed here to do. Um, you know, um, I wanted to be tested because I knew the best guys in my weight are in the – most of the guys in the Big Ten are the best ones at my weight. So I was like, all right, I can get my hands on them now, and I'm going to get my hands on them at the Big Tens. And then, you know, whatever it is at Nationals, I'm going to get my hands on them again. So I loved it. You know, it only helped my wrestling. Um, it didn't hurt it, but, you know, it was grueling because um, you have to be ready for every single match in the Big Ten. Um, you're not going to have really no slouch of guys. Um, that's no disrespect to anybody, but it's just you're going to have to be ready every single match, and it's going to be a dogfight every single time. And I love every aspect of that. Sure. Uh, you're kind of a – you can be a big move guy, right? You can throw. Yeah. You can, you can attack legs. You can defend. You can all – the, all the things. Do you – well, do you visualize at matches ever? And if so, do you ever visualize like hitting big throws or they just kind of come? I definitely visualize uh, hitting big throws. Um, right before the Big Ten, uh, the Big Ten semis against Lovett, I was sitting in my dad in the lobby. We were just talking. I was like, Dad, I'm gonna go out there and pin this guy. I'm gonna get him in double unders and I'm gonna go pin him. And he'll tell you the exact same thing because that's what I told him. I was like, I'm gonna throw this guy in his head and I'm gonna pin him. And a couple hours later, I did exactly that. So um, I visualize a lot. Um, I visualize, you know, when I'm on working out in the wrestling room on the bike or on the treadmill, you know, how am I going to get to my leg attacks? How am I going to get to my underhooks? How am I going to get to my throws and everything like that? So, um, yeah, I'm a big visual guy. You know, I, every time I do stance motion, I'm visual visualizing the guy in front of me. So, um, yeah, I'm just like, you know, screw it. Let's just go out there and do it. So like in that semifinal, <laughs> you told your dad you're going to do it when you did it. Is it like, are you like waiting for that the entire match? Are you just wrestling and, and hand fighting and you know you're going to get to that? Are you like, force isn't the right word, but, but are you trying to get there? Yeah, of course I'm always trying to get there. You know, it's, I'm good in that position. I'm really comfortable there. Um, and I know a lot of guys 
aren't comfortable in that situation. Not a lot of guys are comfortable upper body. And, you know, I'm going to put guys in uncomfortable situations and let's see how they react. And um, Lovett, for example, reacted the way I wanted him to react. Um, you know, I got my underhook and he started backing out right away. You know, I forced kind of that like over and under throw situation, but I came right back up and his elbows were sticking way out. So I just got my double unders and just let it go. So, um, you know, I don't really force a lot of those positions. Um, you know, I, I set him up really well with um, kind of my, my throw by a single leg. And, you know, if they react really well, they're almost going to be in a bad position every single time I come up and I can go right there and get my double underhooks. Do you remember talking to your dad uh, right after or sometime after that match being like, I told you. Yeah, I, we, I like literally just started laughing to him. I was like, I told you I was going to do it. And I did it. And Bono and Reed are like, I can't believe you did that. And I was like, I knew I was going to do it. I told my dad this two hours ago before we even wrestled the match. I was like, I knew that this was going to happen. You know who Gordon Ryan is? Do you watch jiu-jitsu at all? Yeah, yeah, I know who Gordon Ryan is. Yeah. You know, he'll like, he'll like come to fight somebody. I don't know if it's very often. Uh, I'm not super plugged into jiu-jitsu. But I know that he'll like, he, he has like taken a little envelope and like give it to the scores table or whatever they call it. And they go out there and grapple and, and get to the whatever lock and and then come over to the pull out the cards. I said I was going to do that. <laughs> nah, I, I'm not like that. I can't just go out there and predict things like that. Um, you know, but yeah, I don't know. That's funny though. Yeah. Um, so then you go on and you win a Big Ten title, which I saw that you got uh, – honored at the football game this week i'm sure that was cool but you know you win big tens and you they, they raise your hand and you're standing there like does anything and, and of course we'll get to nationals but like is there any part of you that like looks back and like i was i was retired a year ago or a year and a half ago and two weights down and holy crap here i am was there like ever like a take back sit back and, and take a deep breath or, or at that point maybe it was like hey there's still two, you know a week and a half there's another task no, yeah, there's definitely a lot of emotion. Um, you know, I was done with the sport. Um, last year at that time, I was done wrestling. Um, I wasn't even thinking about wrestling. I didn't want to wrestle. I, I was falling out of love with it. And, you know, was, I was just overwhelmed with emotions. Um, and I think I said in my interview, it's like a year ago, I was retired from the sport. Um, I wasn't mentally, I wasn't there. Um, and socially just wasn't doing the right things. Um, wasn't taking care of my social life really well. And, you know, just to see how far um, I've come from being retired to a big 10 champ. Yeah. I don't think you can make up that story. You know, not a lot of people can do that. Um, takes a lot of grit and resiliency. So, you know, it was, it was crazy. But then, you know, it was like, all right, now it's time to go win a national title. Yeah. Uh, you you didn't win a title, but you did All-American and, and looked really good in, in the process. How did you feel about, the you know, you didn't achieve the goal, but we can still assess how you felt about the way you wrestled at Nationals. And, and how did you feel at, about your performance when, when the dust had settled? Um, my performance, I think, was, you know, I don't think I could have wrestled any better. Um, you know, I was on, I was hitting my tacks. You know, I was being really stingy with my defense. I was getting the positions I wanted to be. Um, you know, I was happy with my performance. Um, you know, happy, but I wasn't satisfied. Um, I wanted more. Um, you know, those 
those matches to Andonian still eat at me to this day. Um, they're the reminders that, you know, I'm not there yet. You know, there's still work to be done, but yeah, you know, there's a lot of emotions, um, especially after that blood round match. It was like, wow. You know, cause when I was at 33, I made the blood round. I lost to Santo. So getting that kind of blood round thing off my back was big, but I was just, I was happy to where I am. You know, I think it was after the third and fourth place match, Bono just gave me a hug and he's like, I'm so proud of you. There's, he's just like, there's no one else that could have done this except for you. You should be proud of yourself. And I was, you know, I was, I was proud of myself, but I still wasn't satisfied because I didn't get what I wanted. Yeah. And, and earlier in this interview, you know, we talked about, I said, Hey, do you think taking the six months off could have been good? And you said yes. But what, what you said was I let my body rest and I, I got to heal and, and, and it sounded like you're talking about the physical, but I, and I, and since then I'm hearing maybe the mental break maybe was as, as important, if not more. Is that fair? Oh yeah. The mental break was definitely um, important, you know, just taking my mind off wrestling and not having the stress of, you know, trying to manage your schoolwork, get your workouts done and get them done. Um, good, you know, make sure you're putting all your efforts into your workout, you know, and, and that's hard when you're cutting a lot of weight. Cause you're always just focused on your weight. All right. I need to lose X amount of pounds just so I can, be eight pounds over, um, you know, so I think it was great for me. Um, you know, I let my mind reset and I was, I was happy again, the way that I was doing things. Sure. As, as we, you know, we're, we're creeping up on, on the competitive season for, for this, this college season, you got some big ones right off the, right out the, right out the gate. And I don't know if it's your first match, but I know you guys wrestled Cornell early. You got Sasso again at the all-star, what excites you about this season? Everything. Um, you know, now I got a target on my back. Um, you know, last year, nobody really, I don't think nobody really knew how I was going to do or how they're going to wrestle me. But I think everybody now has an idea of how to wrestle me. Um, but I'm excited. You know, everyone's coming after me, but I'm, they come after me, but I'm still chasing one guy right now. And um, I'm excited for the challenge. Um, you know, I love that guys want to beat me now. You know, they're trying to figure out game plans on how to beat me. You know, it just excites me because I'm a different wrestler than I was in March. You know, last season, I really didn't start training hard until I stepped on camp, which was, which was in August. So August to March was really my hard training. But now I've had April all the way until November now to really hone down on my skills. And I'm a completely different wrestler, um, you know, my wrestling has grown, so I'm excited to see where I am at the end of the year. Yeah, and you said you said guys are chasing me. I'm chasing one guy. I assume you're talking about Yanni. Yep, Yanni Doc Mahalas. That's the guy I want to beat, and you know I have the utmost confidence in myself that I can beat him. Is he a guy that you might game plan for a little bit? You talk, you know, I know a lot of guys are game planning for you. He's obviously he's chasing number four. He was just a world silver. Um, I guess how do you approach? physically and or mentally, uh, that match? Um, you know, I, we wrestled in February last season, and my mindset was, you know, just go out there and feel them. You know, I never really felt – I've never felt them before. So it was kind of just like a feeling out process. And, you know, I think I was a little bit uh, timid to get to my leg attacks. And then once that second and third period um, came around, I was starting to get to them more. 
and I think the hard part is going to be finishing. I got to figure out how to finish on them. And, but, you know, I'm not going to hold anything back now. You know, I'm not going to be timid in that first half of the match. You know, I'm going to attack them right away and give them everything I have. So I'm excited for the challenge and, you know, um, you know, it's time to make history because I don't think there's ever, uh, think there has ever um, been somebody who's ever been stopped from their fourth title. I'm not aware uh, of anybody that won three and didn't then go on to win the fourth. So is that match at home or, or in Ithaca? It's at Cornell this year. Okay. And it's obviously, you know, a crack early season and, and then the, the big goal would be to crack them late. So that'll be interesting. Um, another, another one, right? I mentioned it, but, you know, the all-star wrestling sass. So what do you, first of all, what do you know about the history of the all-star? You know, it's had a uh, layoff, maybe your whole college career. So it kind of went away, but do you remember it prior to that? And I remember like the Brands Brothers wrestling back in the day, but you know, Dakin Taylor wrestled in it and uh, Steber, all these guys a little bit more recently. Do, do you remember it growing up at all? Oh yeah. I used to watch the all-star classic all the time. Um, yeah. It was, it's a really cool event. Um, you know, just getting guys together that might not hit during the regular season from different conferences and such to, you know, hit right now, first couple of weeks of the season, you know, and I think it's really exciting to see kind of where everybody's at. Obviously, everybody's not going to be at their peak performance in November, but I think um, that's the best part about it is that, you know, I know that a lot of these guys are going to come in ready because there's a lot of stakes on the line. Um, you know, just to say, Hey, I got your number in November and I'm gonna do the same thing in March come uh, time for the national tournament. Yeah. And I guess, uh, to the target on your back, right. You beat Sasso at, at nationals right, last year, if I'm correct. Um, so now he's, he is gunning for you. What do you think about uh, another matchup with him? And, and is it harder to beat somebody at that high level multiple times in a row? Um, I'm excited for it. You know, I think, um, I'm up for the challenge to beat him three times in a row. I don't think he's ever lost to somebody three times in a row. I know that me and Yanni got his number last year twice. So, you know, he's got to figure out how to beat me. You know, I'm comfortable in my positions with him. You know, I think a lot of guys, when they shoot on uh, Sasso, they're scared to finish. They're a little hesitant to, you know, get to that, get to their finish right away. But I think that's what made me successful against them twice last year was when I got to my leg attacks, I scored right away. I didn't let him try to sit that corner and get to his funky positions. So I think he's probably gonna have to try and figure out a different way to get to his best positions and try to beat me. So I'm excited to lay it on the line and, you know, it's going to be a fun matchup either way. Yeah. I'm super pumped Pumped for the whole event. It's actually taking place in this building where I'm sitting right now, just, just out in a big open, um, not a warehouse, but kind of like a warehouse, and we'll set it up and make it look really cool. Um, to to the, the rest of the event, uh, I don't know how much you pay attention to the other guys wrestling or what the other matchups are, but are there any other matchups that you're looking forward to? Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, my boy Hamidi mm-hmm. uh, wrestling Keegan O'Toole. I think that's going to be a great matchup. Um, you know, DJ, as last year, you know, he was an 18-year-old kid wrestling as a true freshman. He took sixth place at the national tournament. So I says that says a lot about him. And, you know, from then until now, he's only matured and gotten so much better at wrestling. Um, I'm excited for him this season. I'm excited for that matchup because I know what he can do. And he's going to cause a lot of problems for the, 
for Keegan and these other guys at 165. And, you know, DJ's going to be tested right away the first weekend in November against David Carr when we wrestle Iowa State down in Florida. So, you know, I think he's up for the challenge and, you know, he's going to prove a lot of people wrong that he's gunning for a national title this year. So I'm really excited for that matchup. I am too. And I, th- I think, you know, like the, the, the wrestling nerds like myself and probably you and, and Klingman and whoever, you know, like that's like the match we, a lot of people are pointing to like, man, that's the one I want to see. That's the clash of styles, uh, the high powered offense from both guys, just a lot of ability all around. And, and it's like, yeah, okay. I, I, that, that might be the one I'm, I'm obviously there's an NCAA finals rematch. Obviously the yeah. other 65 match is great between Monday and, and Carr, and we can go up and down the lineup. Keck oh, yeah. and Brooks and um, a lot of great matches, but I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that one at 165. Um, and really that's going to, that kind of takes us down to the end of the line. What, what's, what's your first competition? Uh, we have um, a duel down in Jacksonville, Florida, which is Bono's hometown. That's where he's from. Oh, cool. So I think we're doing uh, Chattanooga, um, Campbell, and then our last duel is against Iowa State. So we're wrestling them down, um, down in Jacksonville, November 5th. So we're really excited for that. We know Iowa State has a really good team this year, um, and so do we. So we're excited for that matchup. I know um, they're gunning for us, and we're gunning for them. I know a lot of those guys on that team, you know, I'm friends with a lot of them. But, you know, when it comes time to step on that mat, it's uh, – you know, we're coming for blood and it's a uh, killer be killed. So I'm excited for it. Yeah. Is there, and I do understand the killer be killed once the whistle blows and, and maybe however long before you mentally get, get in the zone or whatever you want to call it. Is it, will there be in the days or weeks or however leading up, will there be any mixed emotions or it's like, nah, this is, this is wrestling. And no, it's wrestling. Yeah. To me, it's just wrestling. Um, you know, I, those, these guys over at Iowa State, they're my friends. You know, they were my teammates for four years. You know, most of those guys now are off the team, but there's still some of those guys that are still on that team that I was with. You know, and it's all good feelings. But, you know, once we step on that mat, you know, we're not, we're not going to be friends for two hours. Yeah. So, um, and then hopefully once that's over, we can just push the feelings inside and be like, hey, we beat you or you beat us. And, hey, there's no bad blood. Let's just get on with it. So, you know, I hope the feeling's mutual, but I'm excited. I'm excited for that. Uh, duel. Sure. And just to circle back to one thing from earlier, we touched on it, but the, the ring ceremony, right? I think I probably, I saw it on social. I bet a lot of people did. You got honored at a football game. There's, I, I don't know, 50,000 people in the stadium. I don't know, more or less maybe. That must've been a good feeling. That must've felt good and cool. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, you know, I, um, they first told me that I get a big 10 ring. So we start designing it and stuff like that. I think we designed it back in May and it's, uh, what October now. So I didn't get that ring until, um, Saturday and, you know, they're like, it was like a week ago. They're like, Hey, you're going to get your, uh, big 10 ring at the football game during one of the timeouts. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And you know, you got how it was packed. So you got how many, how many other people were in there standing out for you, cheering for you, you know, giving you praise and stuff like that. And then once I walked off the field, kind of went back to the stands and saw my coaches, my family, some of my teammates, you know, you got people coming up to you saying, good job, congratulations, you know, this is awesome. So it was it was an awesome feeling. You know, uh, University of Wisconsin-Madison is a great university. And, you know, I, I 
couldn't be more thankful to be a part of this great school. Uh, and who's that? Is that the AD or I don't even? Who's that? There's a dude twice your size, and I'm you're yeah, taller than I am. Uh, but they're, <laughs> let's just look like I was uh, huge. Chris Chris McIntosh, that's the athletic director here over in Wisconsin. So okay, yeah, large gentleman. Yeah, he he's yeah he made me. <laughs> I know I'm a small guy, but he made me look really small. Yeah, yeah, he must be I don't know, six six or something. But cool. Yep. Um, all right, we're just down close to the end of the line, but we got Kyle Klingman patiently waiting here. Um, we got a little game. Uh, and he think he's going to take over here and, and try to try to stump you. So get your thinking cap on. All right. Austin, it's our game called Sweat It Out. Hoping to make you sweat five questions. Are you ready to play? Let's do it. Number one, where are the Flow Sports headquarters located? Austin, Texas. You got it. Number two, what former professional wrestler from Texas had a finishing move known as the stunner? Oh, wasn't that uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin? Yep. Got it. Notice the trend here. Well, we'll see if it continues. How (laughs) many world teams did Chris Bono participate in on the originally scheduled date? What? I'm going to say two. Only one. Oh, I was off. Was one of. Go ahead. He made three world teams. 2001 was postponed because of 9 11. 2002, he didn't participate in because of a credible threat to the United States since it was in Iran. And then in 2005, it was the original date. So, So made made three teams, one time wrestled on. Three teams. Okay. On the scheduled date. Number four, who is the first wrestler you faced as a Wisconsin Badger? Oh, um, kid from Buffalo. I know he's from Buffalo. I just can't remember his name. Uh, yeah, I don't know his name. I mean, do we give him half? He's right. It's from yeah. Buffalo. Yeah, John Arceri. John Arceri, yep, that's his name. And final question, where is your sister, Gabriella, currently ranked in the recent pound-for-pound national high school rankings? Number five, just looked at it this morning. All right, that's right. Nailed it. Awesome. Austin, where are you? Is that a field house behind you or something? Yeah, I'm in uh, Camp Randall Stadium right now. We just got done with a workout a little bit ago, but I'm in uh, Gross's, Seth Gross's office doing okay. this. So. Awesome. Do you wrestle with Gross or, or Bono or even Reader now that you're a little bigger? You know, I ask Bono to wrestle me all the time, and he just won't do it. He's like, dude, you're going to – I'm going to beat you up. I'm like, all right, put it on the line then. But no, um, I wrestle with Gross quite often. You know, he gives me a really good feel. Um, you know, I can't ask for a better workout partner than who's uh, fifth in the world right now. So I yeah. wrestle him quite often, at least at least once or not uh, twice a week. So Okay, awesome, man. Well, cool. I was just curious about that. But, um, man, it's been, it's been a, a lot of fun chatting with you. Uh, definitely looking forward to, to this season. Yanni, Sasso, and and beyond right especially march is as when when things really heat up so thanks for coming on uh we're going to give you the final word to say anything you want to say no yeah thanks for having me on i appreciate it and uh go badgers all right awesome thanks so much have a great day yep you too all right good luck all right kyle another another great show um and an exciting wrestler right like the, my one of the things i've taken from this interview that we're just wrapping up is like 
yeah, I told my dad I was going to get double on hooks and pin him and, and the Big Ten semis. And then, and then he does it. Just baller, baller attitude. So That, that, that was, was wild, yeah. Got it in 20 seconds. And 149 pounds has 11 returning All-Americans, and that doesn't include Shane Van Ness and some of the other good wrestlers coming into the fold. So it's going to be a, a wild weight class, and, and he's part of that. Awesome. 11 returning All-American. <laughs> Some guys are going to get left out, but that's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, we're out of here. For Kyle Klingman, I'm Mark Bader. We'll be back tomorrow with Kenny Monday. We'll see you guys. Thanks. Thanks.